Stafford dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sir, he did. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. What's up, Lions fans? Welcome back to the One Pride Cast. I'm Tori Petri, your host for this official Lions podcast. We are in the off season right now, and you may have noticed we took a couple of weeks off of the podcast, but we are back this week. We've got a special episode coming up for you. It's one of those off season episodes where we take a look at something off the field. But first, let me catch you up on what's going on on DetroitLions.com because there has been plenty of summer content going up there for you guys. So if you haven't seen it already, highly recommend you check it out. One of the things that I've been working on is a Detroit tour series where we are taking Lions players out and about in Detroit to experience the city. It has been so much fun to film. We went to the Detroit Zoo with Taylor Decker. We also went to a Detroit City FC game with Marvin Jones Jr. and that was so much fun. We might have some more of those coming for you in the future, but for now you can check out those two episodes. And another thing that I've been working on is our Train Like a Lion series presented by Kroger, where Lions football performance coordinator Harold Nash shows me how to train in the gym like the Lions do. We go through several different series of workouts. Those aren't quite finished posting yet. We've still got a couple more to go of those, but go check those out on the Lions website, as well as so much hilarious content from Media Day. There's a video of players guessing Pokemon. There is a video of players impersonating each other. There's the what's in the box videos. These videos make me laugh every summer. They are so good and so well done by our production staff. So make sure you guys check out those episodes on DetroitLions.com. Now, I know you're here for the podcast, so let's get into what we are talking about today. Today, we are doing a staff episode of our podcast where we talk to a couple different members of the Detroit Lions staff. Now, these aren't people who work on the field. They aren't players, but these are people who work on the business and the football side of things. We're talking to two different people today. One of them is Jen McCollum, the Lions Senior Director of Community Relations and Detroit Lions Charities, and the other is Eric Kuntu, the Director of Video Operations. So two very different jobs, one on the business side, one that makes the football side tick. So you will learn a lot from hearing from both of these people because they both play a very important role in making this team run and helping the team to be what it is both on the field and in the community. I think you'll enjoy these conversations and we'll start off first with my conversation with Jen. Here it is. Become a Lions season ticket member today and gain access to the most favorable seating locations at Ford Field. Exclusive member events, discounts on Lions merchandise and personalized account service. Secure your seat today. Call 313-262-2222 or visit DetroitLions.com for more information. Joining me now on the One Pridecast is Jen McCollum, Senior Director of Community Relations and Detroit Lions Charities. Jen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Tori. Yeah, we're doing a little bit of a different uh, uh, feel for this summer, getting to know some of the staff at the Lions. Tell me about what your job entails. So uh, in community relations, we manage both the CR, the community relations perspective, and then also Detroit Lions Charities. So Detroit Lions Charities, not a lot of people know that we have a team foundation. So 501c3 charitable organization that we are fundraising for and then also making grants with. So I oversee that. And then also community relations, which is um, anything really you see us doing in the community, engaging players with different nonprofits, schools, um, working with the legends 
agents. So our former players, we um, help facilitate their philanthropy in the community. Um, and then the same thing for player initiatives as well. Whatever they want to be doing in the community, we're helping to support and facilitate however we can. And then also activating on the uh, league initiatives, things like um, crucial catch and salute service. So um, it's a lot under one umbrella, and we have a great team helping to you know, really connect all of our stakeholders in the organization and the community. Well, in this podcast, we're talking to somebody who works on the business side and somebody who works on the football side. The football side, it's kind of clear how they make the team run, but how does your job contribute to the overall operation of the team? Yeah, so we work closely with the league, uh, the Lions organization at large, and the Ford family um, in helping to facilitate the philanthropy. Um, on the on the team side, um, we actually work closely with football and with the players in, in facilitating these opportunities. So with players specifically, um, we're either engaging them in what we're already doing or we're helping to introduce them to organizations. Organizations. Um, a great example of this is Devon Kennard when he moved here and said, hey guys, I want to get involved with a nonprofit. Didn't know much about the Detroit community. So our team was able to connect him with Midnight Golf and he is very involved with them now, just announced some scholarships recently. So helping to facilitate opportunities for individual players, for the team overall. We just took the rookies out last week to the empowerment plan. Um, one of our grantees on the Detroit Lions charity side. So uh, we work closely hand-in-hand with uh, football and the players and in that community work. Why do you feel like community work is important for pro athletes and NFL players specifically? Yeah, I think um, I can speak really to our guys on our team that I know that it's important to them just as individuals. Uh, So first and foremost, they just want to. I think that they feel a lot of them, um, because of their background and or where they are now, they feel compelled to do it uh, on a personal level. I think also it just provides that humanizes them. So our fans see them on the field and know them as football players, but it allows us to show a different side of them, show that they really care. Um, and want to give back. And then also, also, I think, you know, probably the most important piece of it um, is the power and that the Detroit Lions, but individual players, whether it's in the NFL or across, you know, whatever sport um, they play, the power that these players have and can have in changing the life of specifically youth. I mean, to to be a child in an inner city Detroit school, it's cool that the, the Lions care. They may write a check. It's great. But when you have a player sit down and talk with these kids just showing them that they care and are invested in them really is incredibly impactful, um, specifically on the youth. Something remarkable that the Lions have done in this last year is their social justice initiative, Detroit Lions Inspire Change. How did that come about, and what role did you guys play in that? Yeah, so so Inspire Change is the league's social justice initiative, again, that they launched this year. And each team with, was kind of given the um, the ability to do what they wanted to make it their own. And here I'm you know, pretty proud of the team and how they embraced it um, from coaching staff down to the players. And, and then on our side and the business side, um, the players met pretty regularly to talk about um, what important causes they wanted to engage in around social justice. Um, there were a lot of conversations throughout the season uh, with a core group of the players. Um, and then once they identified the areas that they wanted to invest in, then our team put forth some nonprofits that we thought that they might be interested in supporting that were in alignment with their goals and objectives. 
And so they decided from there which organizations they wanted to invest in. They put money in. Mrs. Ford and the in the Lions organization decided to to um, to not only meet the match that the league had put forth, but actually go above and beyond. So um, we had, I think, involvement from ownership all throughout the organization and on the football side and business side. Um, and it's been pretty incredible. It really has been. And, and it's been a, a unique initiative because it is player led. Yes. And I know that you play a big part in, in not only helping with that larger initiative but but players on a one-on-one level mm-hmm. you gave the example of Devon Kennard getting connected with Midnight Golf what are what are some others that you kind of help guys get started once they come to Detroit and and want to get more involved yeah I think first we start with our community partners I mean it's important to match up what the guys are interested in um, with the organization but you know we have in particular seven uh charity partners through um, through our foundation that we invest in both financially and through engagement perspective. And so um, we introduce them to the work of those organizations. So a great example is Playworks. Um, they're a national organization and, and we are incredibly lucky to have them here locally working in schools actually across the entire state of Michigan helping to facilitate recess for schools who might not otherwise have it. Miles Killebrew came along and, um, and, and met and was introduced to the organization through us and is now on their board. So wow. yeah, yeah, uh, it's great. So, so that's just another example of how we're able to marry what we're doing about doing and what we care about with what the players care about. What are some of the events for people who might not be familiar that you guys oversee? I mean, if they pay any attention to DetroitLions.com, <laughs> they've probably seen videos about it. But give us a, a little summary of what you guys do event-wise. Some kind of. Um, uh, staple events that we have. We do uh, Shop with the Lions. So uh, leading up to the holidays, we take youth from across the area. We take them to Meyer. Uh, Meyer is a great corporate partner of ours. Um, and we take them to Meyer and they get to shop and they have a gift card that of varying levels that they get to go around and pick things out and the players are paired with them. So it's pretty um, incredible to see these players pushing a, a grocery cart through the, the aisles of Meyer and helping these kids shop for themselves or for their family members. We do a Thanksgiving dinner at Ford Field. We host about 300 youth um, right around Thanksgiving time. Players come and serve dinner for them and their families. Um, we just launched, actually, this past week, uh, our Touchdown in Your Town initiative. And so um, I can't give too much away, but we're popping up at various uh, high schools across the state and, and helping to enhance their football programs and encourage safe play and grow love of the game. And so that's something that's going to be uh, continuing um, this summer and then beyond. Um, and then on a fundraising side, Taste of the Lions, and we have a golf outing and um, fundraising events that help us raise money that we need to invest back in the community and to facilitate those opportunities for the kids. I'm curious, what is your favorite part of all of the things that you get to do? Oh, goodness. Um, I would say, I mean, generally speaking, anytime you see these players with kids, we do um, an event called Robot Garage. It's an an organization that comes in and helps facilitate robotics play with um, different groups. And so we do this with Detroit Lions Academy, which is our uh, middle school that we support in Detroit. And we bring players in and they get to build robots with these kids and compete against each other. And so I think any time that we get to see these kids uh, and the players, I mean, the the kids are obviously excited to see the players, which is great. Um, But seeing the players 
really um really engage um and show how much they care about the kids that's my favorite thing I love it. I love it. And I've been to plenty of these community events as well. And just getting to see um, how present they are with the kids. It's not just an appearance. It is them actually wanting to connect with kids and relate to them and speak into their lives. And it's really inspiring. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, um, I come from the nonprofit world. So I, um, I always say come from the warm and fuzzy side. Um, And I'm actually have been pleasantly surprised um, being on this side and seeing how much they actually do care and how it's not just an appearance. They're not just showing up for the sake of showing up. They're showing up because they care. What do you think the players' participation in that community work says about them as people in the current climate or, or the perception that people may have of NFL players? When we were working on our annual report this year and we needed to report the number of players on the team who engaged in community work, every single one of our players on the team engaged in at least one community effort wow. this year. Yep. So so I think what it says is that, um, yes, uh, they're football players. Yes, they have, you know, personal lives, but, but you know, they care. They really care about the community. They care about the community they're living in and a lot of them support you know here because Detroit is where the Lions are but a lot of them also invest back in their communities where they're from where they grew up where they went to college so what I think that it says is that um, you know there's more to them than the football player and there's more to them than what you see in the news. I agree I totally agree. One more question for you before we let you go. Do you have a favorite story or event or or something uh, from your time at the Lions, whether it be a game day, whether it be a community event? What is your favorite Lions memory? Um, I think for me, since joining the Lions, probably um, our Pride of the Lions induction uh, last year, which is Roger Brown, uh, Herman Moore, and Alex Karras, and seeing you know, 100 legends on the field um, at halftime celebrating these guys who who poured their heart and soul into this team. Um, I think that's probably what stands out most to me. I love that. Well, many more memories to come this year. Thank you so much, Jen, for spending time with us on the podcast. Thanks so much. Great players are made in the offseason. Parents, prepare your child at the Detroit Lions Summer Football Camps. Select from over 25 locations throughout the state, including camps held at Ford Field and at the Lions Training Facility in Allen Park. Camps are open to boys and girls ages 6 to 14 of all skill levels. Plus, all participants will receive a special Lions preseason ticket offer. Visit DetroitLions.com slash summer camps to learn more. Joining me now on the One Pride cast is Eric Kuntu, the Lions Director of Video Operations. Eric, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us. Thank you, Tori. I'm very happy to be here. Well, we are excited to talk to you a little bit more about how the Lions operate on the football side of things. In this podcast, we've talked to somebody on the uh, business side of things, but now we're going to talk football. So tell me a little bit about what you do for the Lions. Director of Video Operations, we do all the video analysis of ourselves and opposing teams. So when you hear a coach or a player say, we're going to go back to the film after a game or during practice, because we film practice also, um, they that's kind of what we do. That is exactly what we do. So we film all the games, we film all the practices. We have an exchange program in the NFL where we get all of um, our opponents 
film so we can analyze and break down um, our opponents. So when you are putting those together, how do you decide what video goes where, what you're cutting up, and who you're sending it to? How does that process of things work? We film all of our practices so the coaches can go through and they can evaluate plays versus you know a certain defense uh, or a certain uh, versus a certain offense. Um, and that's through, they basically get those scripted plays for practice from the exchange film that we uh, receive from the NFL. Um, say we're playing Kansas City Chiefs. We'll have all of their season. We'll break down their games. So one play will probably have 53 to 63 different line items down distance field position hash and then what we call an offensive formation what we call personnel on offense and defense what the defense uh you know defensive front is or their coverage we'll take all of that data associated with the video and we will create uh, basically cut-ups they call them cut-ups now back in the day when it was film you actually cut the film and splice it together to make situational reels so we make situational um, you know edits as we'll call them in today's day and then uh, we'll take those situational areas of the game and the coaches will script out what we're going to do during each practice day. So, you know, Monday might be goal line short yardage. We'll take our opponents goal line and short yardage to see what they're doing on offense and defense and see, you know, pit our offensive plays, which would work against their defense or offense. And it's all tendencies. You know, they're going to run a goal line front, you know, 50% or 56% of the time. So we're thinking that we're going to see maybe that front and then try to run an offense against it or you know this type of goal line formation on offense and pit a defense against it you have to know so much about the <laughs> game of football to be able to uh you know know what you're looking at know what you're looking for cut it up and put it in the right places and i think it's funny because people here you work in video for the detroit lions and I kind of work in video for the Detroit Lions, but we work in two very different and separate uh, capacities. So tell me how you got interested in this line of work. I've been, I think I'm close to my 30th year in the business. Uh, I started back in 1991 um, as an assistant for the Buffalo Bills, um, actually working for my father. My father's been in the video business for close to 50 years with the Bills. He's done the Buffalo Braves, which is an, used to be an NBA team in Buffalo. Um, so it's always kind of been a part of my life growing up. So I started back in 1991 with the Bills as the first Buffalo Bills uh, video full-time video assistant. And uh, was lucky enough to go to four Super Bowls with them. Uh, been around some How great places. Oh, it was unbelievable. Saw some great players. Been around some great players. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith, uh, Daryl Talley. I mean, just to name Mike Lodish. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are out there that, you know, uh, were great. So after, uh, in 1994, um, I took a job with uh, Syracuse University, Coach Pascaloni. Our defensive coordinator here hired me uh, to be their uh, video director, video coordinator at Syracuse. So uh, I got there in 94 and uh, worked there for 17 years under Coach Pascaloni, then Coach Robinson and Coach Marone, Coach Doug Marone. Um, and then um, in, in 2011, got hired by uh, the Indianapolis Colts, worked there for seven to eight years and 
came here with Coach Patricia in January of 2018, and it's been unbelievable. And Coach Patricia and I go back from the Syracuse days. Um, he had been a video GA there, started off as a video GA, and then became an on-the-field GA, and then from there he went to New England. So That's what's crazy to me is how much people in the league overlap, and even that Coach Patricia worked in video, and that's not uncommon for coaches to work in the video side of things, and that's how they get their start. What what do you see uh, from guys when you know they're working their way up the coaching ranks, and and how does that connect to a career in coaching? Well, because it's it's kind of all associated, you know, because you have to have a love for the game because this business and what I do, and I'm, I've, I've there's guys that work in the video department that are just unbelievable there's four people in there that work we all work together as a team i mean it's unbelievable how we gel so good together and to see young coaches come up through the ranks as you know in college um to get their feet wet in video kind of get to see what's going on behind the scenes you know to see that you know this is hard work you have to know the game you know you should know the game getting into the video side of stuff in the sports industry um well at least in football you know and and any sports industry you got to have some kind of background with it you know i played in college i played in high school um kind of grew up with it so I felt like you know I had a little advantage Um, you know the game really well so that helps and you know you have to know it really well to work in video and I feel like that lends itself to a coaching expertise when you know the game as well as you guys do to be able to look at the film and say this is what's happening this is what our players need to look at this is what our coaches need to look at Uh, because everybody that's making football happen needs to look at the film, but you guys are making the film happen. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's a teaching tool. It's a teaching tool for the coaches. It's a teaching tool for the players. And you know, the players, they like to see, you know, what their opposition opposition is doing. What, you know, whoever we're playing they want to see what kind of formations i mean and there's a lot of different avenues that they can watch film i mean they can come to the office here we have meeting rooms that they can watch film so they can take the office pretty much for them they can take it home with them to study and that's what you know you know in becoming a professional athlete is important for them to be able to know their you know know who they're playing against you know we get players that come up and ask you know I want to look at you know Julius Peppers you know I want to look at Lawrence Taylor I want to look at these successful players and we'll make these cut-ups for these players and so they can enhance their professional career to see what did he do that makes him good and maybe I can take maybe not exactly what he did but bits and pieces of it because that's what it comes down to the players and you know being a professional and honing their craft you know it's about honing their craft it's about you know um, studying and knowing your moves offensive or defensively you know for the offensive line you know all right he's gonna bull rush me most of the time so this is you know the type of technique I'm gonna be using you know so they not only study the formations and tendencies and situational stuff they also look at the player that they're playing against you know what are the study habits of 
a successful NFL player when it comes to film? Just over the course of your career, what do you think makes a good football player when it comes to how they consume film? Consume, a great word, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great word. You know, it all starts, you know, in the meeting rooms. Players come in, they have meetings with their coaches, and that's when they are um, addressed with the game plan. And they take that game plan, they take the meeting room to the field. They practice, they'll watch film, they'll watch practice film um, with the coaches right after practice. This is what we're going to be doing, and this is what your technique, you're supposed to, you know, wide receiver, you're supposed to, you know, you know, cut here instead of cut there. They'll make their adjustments from the practice film. So the players will watch, you know, practice, and then they'll get into, you know, their situational stuff and take it home. So, you know, you can see a trend in the way the players um, are watching film and how they're watching film. And it's kind of like not given to them, but it's like kind of a progression of how the day goes, you know, meeting room, practice, film, and then more film just to be on that professional uh, standard. So long story short, really good players probably (laughs) watch a lot of film. They do. They do. Um, And you get a lot of those players that have to watch more film because they maybe they're, you know, more special teams, you know, watching special teams film and they're watching their defensive or offensive film as well. Then you get some of those players that, you know, are mostly just offense or defense, so they're just basically watching them. But so some of the players have, you know, have to watch more to be able to know what's going on special teams wise. I mean, there's six. They have more to know. So they have more film to watch. Holy cow. I mean, you look at the phases on special teams. I mean, you got some guys that are on all phases of special teams. You have to know what you do on kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return. Yeah. Uh, PATs and then have to know your defensive or offensive playbook as well. I mean, there's just so much information and you know, what we try to do is, help them learn and help them get that information by associating a lot of the analytics of it nowadays into film so they can just say, I want to see what they're doing on third down and click on a button and watch what they're doing on third down or watch what they're doing on second and long. I feel like that's something that people don't think about a lot is having to watch so many different aspects of film if you're involved in different aspects of the game as far as special teams and and the different phases of that. So that's super interesting to me. And something I think we also don't think about is practice film. I mean, we know players go back and watch game film and they watch opponent footage, but when they are watching practice film, what are they looking for? They're looking for that play that's drawn in the dirt, like back in the old days, you know? They're looking for, um, they're looking how they're, I mean, it's position specific. Okay. They look at the overall, you know, aspect of how the play is called. They're looking at the overall formation, but then they're also looking at what they're supposed to be doing during that for that play. You know, offensive line, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, maybe six inch step the you know, to the right instead of, you know, taking a you know, a lead step with your left foot. You know, that's where they look to make their corrections from there. Cause it's so they always say it's the old adage, you know how you practice is how you're going to play. And that's the truth. You know, you practice at a high level. Practice is supposed to be more difficult than a game. You know, you're out there practicing for two and a half hours. 
you know, and you have all this information for you. When you get to the game, it should be easy. An average football game on one side of the ball is 74 to 80 plays, you know. You're at practice, you're getting 100 and something plays thrown at you, different scenarios, situations, but each day of practice is drawn out, so this is what we're doing. Today is third down, today's goal line. Each coach is different and how they approach it during the week, and they take that situational stuff, and all those practice clips evaluate themselves, evaluate what the coaches um, basically corrected them on or told them they did a good job, however, the feedback from the coach, um, and then take it out onto the field. You know, it just has to become muscle memory for right. them, you know, because that's what it is. It's like, you know, when we film all of their drills, coaches' drills also, and they go back and they watch their technique drills too. It's not just the formational stuff, it's technique stuff. We'll film the wide receivers and how they're getting out of their route. And Coach Prince will go back and say, okay, you did this wrong or you did this right or we need to take a step here. It's got to be closer to the, to the hash mark instead of on the hash mark because all those little inches, the game is about inches, you know. And that, little, that inch right there will make a difference in the game. What do you like about your job? everything and it's amazing <laughs> I mean being a part of a team you know being a part of uh, great people and uh, technology and the game of football is amazing everything that's associated with it and just to be able to see the progression over the years uh, from film to video to videotape to you know file transfers now I mean there's so many different aspects in the game um, Number one is the love of the game. I love the sport. I mean, and the team that's built around it. How everybody comes together. There's so many. It's not just like, yeah, it's the coaches and the players, but it's the support staff, the equipment guys, the video guys, the trainers. I mean, everybody's out for one goal. Number one goal is to win. You know, you want to win that championship. But everybody's got their little side piece. The trainers have to make sure the guys are healthy, you know, that they're ready to go for the game. The equipment guys have to make sure that they're all equipped with protection. You know, we have to make sure that the players and the coaches are, they have the knowledge of the opposing team or what we're doing, you know, because we evaluate ourselves too after the game. Yeah. It's genuinely fun hearing you talk about your job because you can tell that you just have <laughs> so much passion for it and, and it's clear. Oh, awesome. I, I mean, I do love it. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing sport. Um, it's an amazing field to be in. You know, you think about it, there's 32 NFL teams in the NFL and there's 32 positions, directors, video operations. I mean, it's in a small group, a small niche. Well, we really appreciate you spending some time with us today and telling us about your job. It really is so fun to hear about another aspect of the Lions that we hear about a lot, but we don't hear about a lot. You know, we hear that we'll go back to the film a lot, but we don't hear a ton about what actually happens in those film rooms. So thank you so much, Eric. We appreciate it. You know, I could keep going. <laughs> I could keep going. I love talking about it, but thank you very much. And I uh, appreciate what you do, Tori. You do an amazing job thank as well. Thank you. So, thank you. Thank you.